0: fastgrowingtrees.com, code pool. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I'm not a fan of predictions. Predictions are hard, but sometimes we make them because we think we've seen enough data to support our ideas. And the big mistake we often make is that we can't see everything, so guess what? An individual's predictions tend to be wrong, and we're usually impressed when someone gets them right. I say this because Mike Cernovich and Scott Adams made some pretty bold predictions. Several years ago, Scott Adams tweeted that it, it would be, uh, it's very likely that, we, that you'll be dead within a year. He said Republicans will be hunted, and uh, well, it's been three years, and it's not really happening, But there is a massive increase in crime. There have been some people who have been murdered, a a scary amount. And there have been many leftists we've seen reaping the rewards of their own soft on crime policies. Mike Cernovich said just the other day or last week that the regime will accuse him of a crime and use it to, to justify killing him. A lot of these things seem outrageous, very outrageous. You know, I was having a conversation with someone about how China was trying to get access and was getting access to your DNA through COVID tests. And they thought it was insane. What a silly and ridiculous idea. Crazy crackpot conspiracies. And uh oh, that was NPR that reported that. Yeah, seriously, just Google it. I'm like, I, you know what? NPR, they're crazy. China's not doing that. I agree with you. NPR, fake news, right? You see, what's been going on has gotten to the point of such absurdity that many people cannot believe it is happening all around them. Which brings me to the story for which you have clicked this video. Donald Trump followers targeted by FBI as 2024 election years. It is plain as day right now in front of your face. You. Trump voters. Trump supporters. In fact, followers. A follower doesn't mean you like the guy. Now, if you're part of Donald Trump's MAGA army, his followers, that's what they say, you're an extremist who must be tracked by the FBI. I can simplify this for you. The country is split in twain. The Democrats think you are the enemy. They are targeting you and trying to do everything in their power to destroy who you are, what you believe. There's uh, uh, Elon Musk. Tweeted out the trailer for Dinesh D'Souza's new film, Police State. And uh it it's it's you know got some dramatization in it. But I think you should check it out. It's coming out later this month. Because this is what's happening. You. You know what's funny is I've told you guys this before, and I will say it again, in 2016, 2017, 2018. I'm starting to see these articles talking about civil war. The culture war was brooding, was getting worse, and we started seeing street violence. And I had so many conservatives say to me, it can't happen. You're nuts because the the, the government would never allow this. The security state would never allow this. Oh, okay. well, here you are. This is what you get when the security state doesn't allow it. They determine which side they're on and who must die. Don't believe me? You know, I, I like I said, they, uh, people are saying Mike Cernovich is nuts. I was in Egypt in 2013. We got out right after the second revolution. And do you know what the Egyptian military started doing? You see, they had a revolution. They ousted Mubar. Uh, was it Mubarak? I think it might have been. Is that who it was? Uh, it's been a long time, man. It's been 10 years. And then you had another, you had a presidency, and a year later, another revolution. Well, why does this keep happening? Why is the government unstable? Because of the Muslim Brotherhood. That's right. See, the larger faction of people in Egypt were secular-ish and didn't want the rule of the Muslim Brotherhood. So when they won because they were the largest voting bloc, you got another revolution. And when that revolution happened— Muslims protested, saying we won the election. Why are you now removing the elected president? I believe it was Morsi at the time. So the military figured it out. They said, look, we don't care. And I'm, and I'm not saying literally they qu- quoted as this. I'm saying their actions speak this in my opinion. We don't care about why it's unstable. The instability must be cleansed. So what did they do? They started executing Muslim brotherhood. They started going to their protest sites and just opening fire on them because in their minds, they were like, this is it. This is how we stop the political instability. Where do we go here from here? I don't know what to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, other than Newsweek is reporting. If you are a Trump follower, the FBI is considering you an extremist. And you know, this isn't this shouldn't be shocking news. Joe Biden is ordering this. That's right. Joe Biden is ordering you to be targeted. You're targeting by the FBI. This is a story from NBC News from a week or so ago. In forceful condemnation of Trump, Biden warns that MAGA backers pose grave threat to democracy. That's you. Yeah, I know. You're probably just some dude who hangs out. You got a couple kids. You fly an American flag. Your name is John. How's it going, John? And you're like, dude, all I wanted was to see wages increase. I want to see our border secure. I believe in this country. Oh, but but you oppose military expansionism. You oppose the US destroying our southern border, allowing people in, paying them off with your tax dollars and sending your money to overseas. You oppose those things. Why? How did you get those silly ideas in your head? Well, as soon as you did, you became an extremist. Newsweek reports The federal government believes that the threat of violence and major civil disturbances around the 2024 U.S. presidential election is so great that it has quietly created a new category of extremists that it seeks to track and counter Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers. That's what they call it, huh? The challenge for the FBI. The primary federal agency charge of law enforcement is to pers- pursue and prevent what it calls domestic terrorism without direct reference to political parties or affiliations, even though the vast majority of its current anti-government investigations are of Trump supporters, according to classified data obtained by Newsweek. You've been warned, and some of you are to blame. As we look to these stories, you may be asking yourselves, who is fault? And certainly there are some people who are more guilty and more responsible than others. But if you're looking to who is to blame, you need only look in the mirror. It's a, a quote from V for Vendetta. And I don't think it's completely fair, especially saying it to most of you who are watching this, because most of you who are watching this actually have rejected and resisted and done what you could for the most part. So this is not aimed at you. I know, uh, uh, particularly for the people who watch and listen to Timcast, it is a very, active uh, group that has been working a lot of great projects. And so it is not aimed at you. When I say you need only look in the mirror, I'm referring to, of course, your average normie individual. The people who thought to themselves, I can see it getting bad, but I better just mind my own effing business. Well, you tried. You tried minding your own business and the culture war got really bad and it got crazy. And then you said, this is nuts. Then Donald Trump got elected and you thought maybe Maybe I should have voted. This is what happened. Nobody wanted Hillary Clinton. And so people just didn't vote. The People who wanted uh, change and were upset about what was going on voted for Trump. Many of these normies were just like, I can't stand Trump. They thought what was going on culturally and in government was Trump's fault. They were wrong. 2020 came around and these individuals thought, if I vote for Joe Biden this time, it all goes away. Finally, we can make Trump stop but it wasn't Trump. It never was. So they stopped Trump. Trump's not the president. But what's this? Even though Trump is not the president, the insanity hasn't deterred. It's only getting crazier. That's right. If you're wondering why it's now to the point where the government is targeting half of the country as terrorists. Let me say that again for you. Donald Trump's voters make up more than half the country. Don't believe me. Look at the polling. Now you can go ahead and say all the polls are wrong as a margin of error. Then fine. Then I'll say at least half. Trump's polling above Joe Biden, and so we could be looking at between forty-five and fifty percent. Donald, you know, because it's like nobody actually has like fifty-two percent. It's like Biden has forty-eight to Trump's forty-nine because there's a margin. So that let's just say it's the political majority. They're all terrorists, every single one, to be investigated, to be targeted. How did we get to the point? Where the FBI has decided that they will target half the country as terrorists. And where do you think we go? Where do you think we end up when half the country are deemed terrorists? You tell me. You tell me. Because everybody said I was wrong and I was crazy. Quote, the FBI is in an almost impossible situation, says a current FBI official who requested anonymity to discuss highly sensitive internal matters. The official said that the FBI is intent on stopping domestic terrorism and any repeat of January 6th, but not, not May 29th, not the George Floyd riots, These people are evil, and this is how you know it's partisan. The FBI is here to support the Democratic Party, the neocons, and the machine. And if you want your voice heard, like what America is supposed to be about, you're a terrorist. The Bureau must also preserve the constitutional right of all Americans to campaign, speak freely, and protest the government. By focusing on former President Trump and his MAGA supporters, the official said, the Bureau runs the risk of provoking the very anti-government activists the terrorism agencies hope to counter. So uh, let me get this straight. For a long time now, there are a lot of people in this country who are concerned that the federal government has been weaponized by Democrats to crush their political opposition. So they decide the appropriate thing to do is attempt to crush their political opposition. It sounds like the people who are upset were correct the whole time and y'all are evil. Yeah, I mean, this is the reality. Look, there's there's a bunch of different ways you can view it. Perhaps these people in the intelligence agencies think they're right, think we have to preserve the United States with this war in Ukraine and fighting back against BRICS to support the petrodollar. This is the crux of our economy. We are a world power, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't care. I don't. You do not get to arbitrarily decide what you think is right or not. It is for the will of the people to decide to their own detriment. And that's my view. If someone decides to run into a burning building, I'm like, well, you know, within reason, we try to stop them from doing it. But if they go in there, I mean, what do you do about it? And why do they go in? Well, some people are insane and they run into burning buildings and they get hurt. Some people are going to save their pets. And we think the life of your pet is not worth your life, dude. But to them, to them, it is. And some people are going in to save their children. And then we say, well, yeah, we understand that. For this country... There is a potential argument that you will hear that I actually, I I don't think is articulated enough. And I think the reason for it is that the average individual who is in politics is either unwilling or lacks the understanding of worldly affairs and moral philosophy to to, to actually discuss these ideas. On the left, they'll most likely just lie to you about it. And I think the right doesn't care for the most part, but I've, I've long articulated this. And it goes as such in 20 in 2016 or whatever. I told people, do you want the status quo? Do you want to be able to go to Starbucks and, you know, get your double espresso with extra sugar pumps and all that stuff? Do you do you want to be able to travel the world and and have whatever you want to have? vote for Hillary Clinton? Or do you want to be responsible? Do the hard work to make this country better. Uplift your fellow Americans. And there is a potential risk. Vote for Donald Trump. The reason why I say that is the the model of the United States in terms of the status quo, the reason why we're at war in Ukraine, and I say this as an individual with a cursory understanding based on news articles, which means I could be very wrong. The purpose of it is to maintain the petrodollar. And that's something I don't hear a lot of people talk about. The reason why we give Pakistan money for gender studies, to build confidence in the U.S. dollar, then people in America— can buy things overseas from other countries without producing anything. It artificially inflates the standard of living and the quality of life for Americans to the point where we are a country of morbidly obese, whiny babies. Personally, I don't think that's a good thing. I think we'd be better off if we had to do a little bit of hard work, if we had to roll up our sleeves and go uh, chop some wood or, or, or lay some bricks or do whatever you have to do to build and survive, to make our own food. Instead, we've become fat, lazy, and complacent. Why? Because we point guns at the rest of the world. The reason we're in Ukraine and pushing back against Russia, you'll hear it from all the neocons, is to destroy Russia. It's to weaken a geopolitical foe. My view is, why? Well, you know they're teaming up with China. It's bad. They're going to start building and expanding and colonizing, and it's going to put the unipolar. uh, We're no longer a unipolar world, where the United States was was in charge for for a while now, a couple decades. We're going to end up where uh, in a place where China is pushing back, and then when the petrodollar crumbles, you're going to realize that the United States is a house of cards. We don't produce enough. We don't manufacture. So how do we have this luxury? We're a superpower. We are the world police. That is the status quo Democratic Party mission. I find it to be evil, but not completely. It's nuanced. Do we want China to take over? Do we want to be a second world nation? Do we want to be a country that is too weak to stand up to the expansion of Chinese communist BS? Hmm. The reality, however, is much more complicated than that. That there are elements within the United States government who certainly want us to be like China. And there are international interests, like the World Economic Forum, that absolutely want us to embrace these values. They want us to become a machine state where people are beaten down, censored, and suppressed. It's not all just that simple as, as one thing or the other. But the reality is, with the Donald Trump presidency and with these Trump supporters, you're getting a lot of people have to do work. Yeah, we'll secure our borders. Yeah, we'll bring back manufacturing will bring back jobs to this country. People will work harder than they've, they've done in a long time. They'll be able to buy less imported goods, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for personal responsibility. Now, it's not absolute. Donald Trump is actually a madman, as they call him. And when he was in office, we did not see Russia invade Ukraine. We saw the decimation of ISIS. We saw peace agreements in the Middle East. It's entirely possible that Donald Trump actually brings about some kind of new world order. Oh, there I said it. Whinge, Media Matters. I'm not talking about a conspiracy theory of a proper now new world order. I'm saying that in the the, uh, general term of a world order, Trump could bring about one where there are peace agreements and courts that handle international disputes because no new wars under Trump. But that's bad for so many corporations. And that's bad for those who believe we need to hold the biggest stick to beat down anybody who dare oppose us. And this is where we are right now. The machine state, the sword, that is the intelligence agencies, would seek to destroy anyone within who would oppose its mechanization, the status quo. Donald Trump just said, why don't we just get back to what America used to do? We make things, we secure our borders, do hard work. Oh, no, hard work. That means pollution. Yeah. Outsourcing our pollution to China ain't doing anything for us. It's just empowering China. The neoliberal, neoconservative worldview is done. It has failed under its leadership, we saw the rise of the CCP. We saw the rise, the expansion of, 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 of Vladimir Putin's Russia. So I'm supposed to sit back and think, y'all know what we need? Now, I'll say it again. I am but a humble chicken in the chicken coop, and I don't actually know. And neither do you, and no one does. They compartmentalize everything. It could be more serious, it could be less serious. I have no idea. But my only issue is this. You must govern with, the, with the, uh, uh, the will of the people in mind. Um, what, what, what's the uh, a mandate from the people? You do not simply decide the people are chickens to generate revenue and, and an economy for you to maintain the system. But I view the system as mostly lifeless. This is where we are. They're making this argument. We must tread carefully. They're only treading carefully because they're scared that they may top, t- topple the boat. The view I imagine of many of these individuals in in the FBI and other intelligence agencies is we want to completely suppress and destroy populism. But you run the risk of creating more by trying to stamp it out. You run the risk of creating more anti-establishment individuals. And this is why I think they're done. I think they've lost. If the end result is Chinese expansion, the seizing of Taiwan. It is no one's fault, but the intelligence agencies, because there is an argument they could make where they would actually maintain this, but they're too stupid. I'm sorry. That's just it. They are incompetent. They are the grandchildren of those who created and maintained the system or the great grandchildren, and they don't know how to maintain it themselves. Fact. That's why we're seeing this. There's no question about it. You can make arguments about what's really going on in the world. You can make arguments about how we're being targeted by foreign influence, China, Russia, etc. World Economic Forum, but the fact of the matter is that it was our grandparents and great-grandparents who put together a system, whether you like it or not, that created a unipolar world under the United States. And as it goes, as the children of these, uh, of these men inherited the systems, they failed to understand what was needed to create it and maintain it. And now what we have is the most pathetic, pathetic display in terms of, um, you know, State control and power. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm saying what you think I'm saying. We had propaganda machines for the longest time. We lived under the boot for the longest time. We believed the lies from the media for the longest time. That's right. A handful of news news agencies and propaganda, and some information would get out sometimes, but for the most part, they were able to maintain and control it. We had a U.S. Office of Censorship during World War II. Today. The, great-grandchildren and the, uh, and the great grandchildren and the grandchildren and the great grandchildren who have inherited this system have no idea how to maintain it, have no idea how to act to actually communicate with the American people and be persuasive and make arguments for for what should be. What I find truly fascinating in all of this is the likes of these leftist commentators who for no reason and with no argument support the war in Ukraine. And that is the most fascinating thing to me. Are there no individuals smart enough to articulate a necessity for the war in Ukraine? None. Wow. Look, if you hire a lawyer, you commit a, you're commit. you accused of a crime. And so you hire a lawyer, the best in the business. Everybody knows their name. And they say, my guy is good, you know, and, and you're bad. And so, you know, my guy shouldn't go to jail. You're going to be like, what? We got to we got to stop a uh, 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 person persecuting and we got to we got to support my client you're going to be like guy can you articulate an argument on my behalf as to why i'm innocent that is to say there are real and good arguments for why the us is involved in the war in ukraine the only problem is these people lack the perspicacity and the capabilities to make sound and reasonable arguments to the american people and thus the country is being fractured and now because of their failures they're panicking and trying to arrest they are arresting but they are targeting Trump supporters as extremists. Okay, civil war. And it's a failure of confidence, the grandchildren and great-grandchildren, the architects of the intelligence agencies, etc., were too stupid to actually maintain the system properly. So they're going the route that so many countries have that burn your whole country to the ground. And that's why I say maybe they're not so stupid. Maybe it was intentional and their goal is just to destroy this country. Fine. My point still stands. If there are actors within the government who know what they're doing will destroy this country, then uh, the people who are supposed to maintain it failed. And that's it. The U.S. falters. Maybe our great grandparents thought uh, uh, thought we would be A unipolar world under a United States flag. They were doing oh so much nation building. It's successful in some places. I mean, to a certain degree, Korea. I, I, I think that's fair to say. Korea is awesome. South Korea, not North Korea. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. And then they failed. The grandchildren. Look at this. You get Prescott Bush. You get World War II. You get uh, um, what was it after World War II? And they start dividing up land and all that stuff. Creation of Israel. I shouldn't say the creation of, but the treaties around Israel because that's a big political argument. And now today, you get like George W. Bush, who's like, "We're going to go to Iraq and Afghanistan, and we're going to we're going to make countries." And they couldn't do it. It's so pathetic. Yeah, they were they were not able to maintain this machine and this system. And so what are they doing now? Burning it down, I guess. Is that their argument? It ain't going to work. What's going to happen is as they begin to target more and more Trump supporters, and they go after Trump, they go after his lawyers, they go after his properties, they make more anti-establishment forces. And so the end result is they lose. This country doesn't falter. This country gets reinvigorated. And there's a rebirth, a resurgence based on constitutional values and republicanism. I'm not talking about the Republican Party. I'm talking about constitutional republicanism, and the rights of individual liberties with a responsibility to your community as a whole. And thus, the more they do this, I can say I can only say this: either they're intending to destroy the system, they're so incompetent they're destroying the system, or they're secretly seeding the resurgence of this country. Right? You don't know. You don't know. It depends on which conspiracy you want to believe. But uh, uh, I, I would love to believe that the intelligence agencies are doing these things, like leaking to Newsweek, that they're targeting Trump supporters, so that they can get more and more people to believe in country. I mean, think about it. Donald Trump, American patriots. You got a bunch of slack jawed, lazy individuals who don't care about the history of this country. Your country is going to collapse. If you want to win a war, if you want American exceptionalism and international expansion, you need people who believe America is the best, the best, the best. Only problem is the the MAGA faction, they don't like foreign intervention. They like Trump, who said no new wars. So we'll see, man. You know, we are but humble chickens in the chicken coop controlled by these intelligence agencies and these massive multinational corporations. But we try. I can only tell you the night is always darkest before the dawn. And for those that don't believe what comes next, I don't know what else you need to see. I don't know what else you need to be told. They're arresting Trump's lawyers. They did they are they're, they've been sanctioning Trump's lawyers for, for simply representing him finding them to, to you know, millions of dollars they have now ordered the dissolution of the Trump organization that's thousands of jobs gone overnight people don't think about that when the when the judge says your organization's gone all those jobs right now there's some dude who probably makes 80k a year and he's a mid-level dude you know at, at a Trump the Trump organization managing paperwork and he just got word they're, they're trying to take your job from you. They are gutting and ripping apart this system. They are, they, they, they are using politics to destroy business, to destroy people, to lie, cheat, and steal for power. What comes next after a nation begins arresting its political opponents? Read any history book about any country who's ever done this, and it's plainly obvious. I hope you are ready for voting in 2024 because it's not done. And the idea that because this is happening, we don't have recourse to the system is incorrect. Trump is winning. They are panicking. Don't get tricked into doing something stupid because they're losing their minds. When when you know when you're in a debate and the other person starts getting frantic and losing their mind, you know what makes them go even crazier, just smiling and saying, "Why are you getting so mad?" And they lose it. And that's what's happening. They're starting to lose their minds because we do an eye because Trump's winning. Even Trump has said it. So what we're going to do for now, we're going to stay the course. We're going to register voters. We're going to build culture, make money, protect our families. And then after Donald Trump gets elected, I don't think it's going to be perfect, but I think he'll make some changes. He'll fire some individuals. They say it's not revenge. It's reinvigoration. It's rebirth. Call whatever you want. I don't care. I want him to go in and fire people. And then we can start fighting from within through politics and through the legal system. And we're going to win back. Take a look at Matt Gates the other day they are losing. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The next move against Donald Trump, and not just Trump, but all of his employees, people who live in New York, is to seize his property and sell it off and fire every single person who works for the Trump organization. So most of you already know that a judge has ordered the Trump organization and several other companies to be dissolved. The former assistant attorney general of New York is saying the next likely step will be the auctioning off of his properties. Now, perhaps, perhaps what he means to say is Trump will auction them off. I've heard from people that if the certificates are revoked and the organization is dissolved, then the owners, the, the, the I guess the the uh, people who own the company would have to send the assets somewhere else to a different company or something to that effect. But the argument being made here is that they're basically going to be void and auctioned off. Now, I want to stress the most important uh, part about this. The Trump organization employs thousands of people. I believe thousands. They are all out of a job if this happens. Now, Trump, of course, is going to appeal, but it is laughably insane to me. Even Joe Rogan pointed this out. He's like, he was talking to, um, I can't remember who he's was talking to. Um, he was talking about the uh, uh, Mar a Lago scandal, where a judge said the thing is only worth 18 to 20 million dollars. And Rogan points out Forbes says it's between 300 and 700 million. We're talking about nearly 20 acres of real estate in the most expensive, if not one of the most expensive places in the country. Well, here's the game plan, ladies and gentlemen they, they're at war, okay? And you can argue that war means hot conflict or whatever, fine, but this is lawfare and this is political conflict. If there is no respect for your right to own property, if you can't run a business, welcome to communism, my friends. And I mean that somewhat figuratively, but we're certainly inching towards what you could describe as communism. The government will start seizing the property of their political opponents, auctioning them off and destroying the jobs of anybody who works for Trump. This is the important thing right here. Yes, it's crazy that they're going to be that they may auction off his properties. But what they're saying right now is if you work for Trump, your job is not secure. If you're a lawyer for Trump, they will sanction you and you will have to pay millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars and no one has your back. Where does this go next? Well, my earlier segment, I was talking about the feds are saying if you're a Trump supporter, you're a terrorist. So what do you think happens next? Maybe y'all should listen to Mike Cernovich a little bit more. Newsweek reports, Donald Trump's properties will likely be liquidated and sold off at auction after a judge found he had committed fraud. New York's former assistant attorney general has said Tristan Snell was speaking after a court found the former president had massively inflated the value of some of his properties and ordered that some Trump companies involved be stripped of their corporate licenses. It's one part of Trump's ongoing civil fraud trial. Here's what matters. Did Trump fraudulently inflate the value of his properties? The answer is objectively no. The judge is lying. That's it. Or he's a moron. Okay. And you're allowed to be stupid. You're allowed to be ignorant. Okay. I say moron because I'm being a little bit mean because I think he's evil. But uh, to say Mar-a-Lago is worth 18 million shows, the judge is likely lying. Why? Well, the judge probably owns properties, an older guy. He's likely been through the sale process and he knows that lenders get their own appraisals. The argument that's being made right now is that because there were certain uh, covenants and re- restrictions on the deed, that means it's not actually worth what it's worth. Uh, that's up for the third party appraiser to determine for the banks. It's not up to Trump. This is the crazy thing. This is not how it works. You you get a property and then you say this property is worth $500,000 or $300,000. The bank comes back and says, no, it's not. It's worth more than that. And then you go, nope, you're wrong. It's worth less. The bank is not going to play that game with you. You do not decide the value of the property. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Because we buy, we buy, I have properties. I buy property, okay? And the lender is always like, we're going to get an appraisal. And if the appraisal doesn't come back at the right number, then you don't get the loan. I don't understand how this would operate. That the bank would be like, we're going to give you a loan for this property, and we believe it's valued at 500000 And then I go, actually, no. The tax assessor says two hundred. The bank's going to be like, well, no, it's worth more than that. The bank doesn't want to hold on to an asset that's devalued. They want to make sure that when they're issuing a loan, they have the correct price. You don't get to tell their appraiser their appraiser's wrong. You can, but good luck doing a deal with someone. It's a third party. The bank decides the value, not you. Now, when you're selling the property, you can sell it for whatever you want. And you can say, I think it's worth this. But this is insane. This is the next level. The worst outcome that have come from this case has already been handed down. And that is for the corporate licenses to be canceled, Snell told MSNBC. The properties are likely going to be liquidated. The properties are probably going to be sold at auction. That's probably what is going to happen. We don't know that for sure. but That is probably where this is headed. So Trump is really, really, really in trouble. Now, some people, like I mentioned, they said, no. The Trump Organization, just before the dissolution, will assign the properties elsewhere. I mean, I imagine something like that could occur, right? You have a company. Some of the companies they're ordering to be dissolved are just like LLCs for the property. A typical thing people will do is if they're going to buy a property, let's say it's 123 Fake Street, they will file to create 123 Fake Street LLC. The LLC then owns the, the, the property and an individual owns the LLC. This limits liability. Hey, how about that? So that's likely what's happening. If they're going to dissolve this, I think it is entirely possible this guy's correct. Why? Some might argue that you have this LLC, you know, one, two, three fake street holdings. And then they say, dissolve that company, say, okay, fine. The company will transfer the property to three, two, one fake street LLC, which will exist. It's possible the court says, no, the argument being made against Trump is that these things are, are, are part of a fraud case. It's entirely possible that if Trump does try to assign this elsewhere, they might say, nope, you can't do it. If the judge already summarily decreed the property of Mar-a-Lago and said Trump committed fraud without hearing the evidence and Trump's own lenders who are like, you're wrong. He didn't overvalue these. We, 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 We think it's worth this. If the judge is already playing that game, I don't see how anything else happens other than the judge says. These are seized properties in relation to a to a civil lawsuit, and we will be auctioning them off because here's what here's what happens. It's not that the government just declares we hereby decrees. It's our property now. What happens is the judge says we find Trump liable for fraud in the state of New York and the city of New York, and therefore these properties are hereby seized to cover the cost. Now, here's the best part. Why are they arguing Trump's properties are worthless? Because if Trump is sued in order to pay $250 million and the building's worth $500 million, then what are you going to do about it? Seize the property, sell it for two fifty, million and we're done? No. Say the property's worth twenty five. million, seize all of them, auction them off to cover the, the $250,000 judgment you falsely place against Donald Trump. Or I should say immorally. Get it?
2: Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. That's Hollywoodtakeover.com slash TIM.
0: Make it, I'll, I'll try and simplify it. By arguing that Trump's properties are worth less than they really are, they can then say, when they rule against Trump, you owe us $250 million. We are seizing your $18 million property to cover the cost. Now, I don't know that they'll try to seize Mar a Lago. But the argument I think they're going to make in New York is that oh that that building on 5th Avenue that you said was worth 500 million, nah, it's worth 60. Only 60 million. And you owe us 250, so it's ours now. You see how the game is being played. I don't know that's exactly what will happen, but I think there's a strong possibility. Snell said that it was important to remember that Trump has already lost despite his protestations of innocence. Nah, yeah, okay, calm down there, MSNBC guest. Trump has lost in this particular hearing, but he is going to be filing an appeal. Judge Arthur Engron ruled last week that Trump, his adult sons, the Trump Organization and other businesses associated with the former president, had overvalued several of his properties, including his Mar-a-Lago residence in Palm Beach, Florida, and his triplex in Manhattan at the Trump Tower for financial gain. Yeah, the only problem is, who are the victims? Who did he defraud? Unfortunately, the people they're claiming that got defrauded have already stated Trump didn't defraud them. Uh-oh, yeah, see, it's a power move. They're lying. And what happens is the media then reports, judge rules, boom. And the assumption of most people is, wow, I can't believe Trump did that. There was no there was no trial. See, this is the problem we have. A lot of people will will make the argument that you're innocent until proven guilty. And then after due process, well, then we must assume you're guilty. Bull-ish. I don't play that game. It's why I, I oppose the death penalty. You take a look at this judge. I don't understand how anyone could support the death penalty. Knowing this happens, Kamala Harris comes to you and says, this guy, Donald Trump, he should get the death penalty. And I'm supposed to just be like, okay, lady, I believe you. This judge ruled that's due process, right? No, it's corruption. And I don't buy it. I think we have to do everything we can to protect the innocent. Best we can do is due process, but we know that we are facing corruption. Now, my friends, a corrupt judge does not mean everything is corrupt. And I understand I understand that there are good prosecutors and judges out there and that there are safe, safe, uh, uh, safety nets and precautions about the innocent when it comes to the death penalty. People make mistakes and people are and people can be evil. In this instance, we are witnessing abject evil. Trump and his uh, sons responded with incredulity in uh, to uh, anger summary judgment that week, which ordered that some of their business licenses in New York be rescinded and the companies that own the properties named the judgment be handed over to independent receivers, basically saying, you know, your family's net worth is $2 billion based on these properties. We're taking them. You can't have them anymore. Trump's lawyers have vowed to appeal the decision and took issue with the figures used to determine the properties. Let's make the argument that the government's not trying to seize Trump's properties to strip his his assets from him. Let's argue that they're saying, no, Trump, you've got to give these to independent third parties. You can't hold them anymore. You know, sell them. It'll go to auction, right? Donald Trump will say these properties are worth $200 million. And the judge will go, stop. No, they're not. I already told you they're only worth $20 million, And you're giving them away for $20 million now. Uh-oh. Don't do business in New York City, my friends. I do not. So Trump has a property. He's being forced to give up. And let's say they don't seize it. The argument is Trump will give will have the option to assign it out to an outside uh, an independent receiver. What's he going to do? Give it away. He's not going to be able to sell it to retain the, the, the actual value of the property. They are just trying to destroy Trump because they are evil people. And it's right in front of your face. Trump's lawyers have vowed to appeal the decision and took issue with the figures used to determine the properties had been overvalued during the first day of the trial. The former president himself appeared in court on Monday in order to, as he put it, fight for my name and reputation. The ongoing trial will now determine the outstanding allegations against Donald Trump and his named associates. I believe Donald Trump should file a lawsuit against New York City and state and the courts and all of this. It's clearly collusion and Trump should file in, I don't know, like Florida or something. And I think You know, I don't know how this operates. It may have to go to the Supreme Court immediately over uh, original jurisdiction. But I don't know if it's necessarily between states or how this would be handled. Clearly, this judge is psychotic and he's evil. But I have to wonder, the funny thing about the Mar-a-Lago story is that real estate developers and investors in Florida are livid over this. Several stories have come out about how they've been saying like, whoa, 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 whoa. How dare you say Mar-a-Lago's only $18 million? Because I got to tell you, my friends, if Mar-a-Lago's only worth $18 million, that $30 million, prop- $30 million property that someone just bought in Palm Beach is going to be worth three. And now, all that money you invested ain't worth, it's, it's gone. It's just, you now owe the bank $30 bucks on a $3 million property. Congratulations, you're underwater. And yeah, nobody's going to buy that. So developers are pissed that a judge would say this because it's meaningless. The judge is lying. he is evil. He's laughing about it. He just hates Trump. These people are in a cult. they have lost their minds. There's logic and there's facts. These people don't seem to care at all. Let's go through how bad it's getting. They go, They're basically saying he over overinflated his net worth and was trying to get favorable loan terms from banks as if the banks did not themselves bring on third-party appraisers. You know what's funny? about buying property. I mean, the, the the thing here is so so few people, millennials especially, are unable, are so few people are able to buy property that they don't understand the process. They hear a story like this, like, wow, I can't believe Trump did this. And then anybody who's ever bought a house is like, what? That's not possible. You go to buy a house and you're like, hello, bank, I'd like to secure a million dollar loan on this house. Uh, it's worth a million dollars and it's a two bedroom. The bank's going to say, why, why are you saying it's worth a million dollars? That's kind of crazy, uh, but you know, call it whatever you want. We're going to send an appraiser out before we give you a loan. Guess what? If a property is valued at a million dollars and you request from the bank a million dollar loan, the bank then sends out an appraiser. The appraiser comes back and says, I'm sorry, this property is worth 300. The bank will not issue the loan. What the judge is basically saying here is that Trump and the banks committed fraud, I guess, against their customers, against the bank customers who, 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 who uh, backstop these loans or whatever. I guess it literally makes no sense. None. And Garon will now hear arguments on charges, including whether or not Donald Trump and the other defendants falsified business records after fraudulently overvaluing its worth. You see what he did here? The judge goes like this. You did overvalue your properties. Fact, I don't care about what what arguments you have. Okay, now, did you write down on paper the higher value? Oh, no. You see what he's doing? He set in stone, in a summary judgment, Trump committed fraud. Now, there's an argument over whether he falsified business records. But if the argument is Trump's valuation is wrong, then, of course, any document created by the Trump organization showing that valuation would be falsified. These people are evil. Ivanka Trump was listed as a witness in James's prosecution case in the court filings prior to the trial. Having previously been named as a co-defendant, a court order filed on June 27th this year dismissed Ivanka Trump as a co-defendant as the claims against her were accrued prior to February 2016 and that she had not been a party to a 2021 tolling agreement between New York Attorney General and the Trump Organization, extending the period of statutory limitations on other claims. You see this game they're playing? The move to becoming a witness in the case against Donald Trump usually indicates some form of cooperation. An attorney previously told Newsweek, leaving open the potential that Ivanka Trump could potentially give damaging evidence against her family at the trial. I don't know, man. Maybe. I wonder what must be done to get a person to break. And I think people are weak. I really do. I think a lot of people are weak. It's 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 so simple, my friends. I I, you know, it's tough. Staring down the barrel of a legislative, legal, litigious, etc., gun. Powerful interests show up at your doorstep wearing suits, men in, in suits and sunglasses. They walk into your house against your will, and they say, sit down. And they say to you, you're going to be accused. You're going to go to prison. You'll make your arguments, but we control the judges. You will go to prison. We'll also accuse you of a whole bunch of impropriety to destroy your name. Or or you can be rich forever. Hang out with your friends, have a nice filet mignon, maybe some blackened garlic. Mm, Delicious. How about some bread and olive oil to go along with your nice chicken parmesan? All you have to do is give up. How many people would bend the knee when staring down the might of the intelligence agencies. Now, Donald Trump won't seem to stop. And Trump's family, they're not backing down either. The question is, do you have the capabilities to win? And I think the answer is yes. I think the deep state is losing. Call it whatever you want. I think they're panicked over this. And I think this is why you're you're going to start seeing more people say no. But look what they do. Look what they do to Alex Jones. Look what they do to Trump. What they're doing to Trump is insane. And I, and, I, and I tell you this, to these these special interests, you're losing. Think whatever you want. But I, I, I talk to regular people, and I hope you're paying attention to this. They're freaking out. They're scared. And you know what happens when people get scared? You don't win control. The system breaks down. Soviet Union lasted 70 years, 69 years to be exact. When people lose confidence in the government, especially in a place like this, you lose your best bet, and I've long said this, is to control and guide through pressure and not through extortion, pain, and punishment. The fear of pain is more powerful than the pain itself. And this is, this is true for anybody who's gotten a tattoo or anything like that. You're like all nervous. So, you know, I've never gotten a tattoo. But if you're getting like um, like, a, like a shot or something, you're like, oh man, you know, you're like nervous. It's like, oh. I think when you're like after you're an adult after a while, you kind of realize like, ah, oh. you know. At a certain point, you're just like, whatever, man. Yeah, I get it. It hurts. But what does that even mean? You become callous. You become numb. The appropriate way to deal with this and to maintain power is through soft, slow guidance and not extreme panic and, and psychotic actions like this. But they don't know what to do.
3: You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down. Tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. Visit now.
0: Trump lawyers sanctioned nearly $1 million for political lawsuit versus Clinton. That's right. If you're a lawyer for Trump, they will arrest you like Jenna Ellis. They will fine you millions of dollars. This is insane. Now, I suppose it's possible that they're using their old social media algorithms to actually track the sentiment. But the polls, are the polls lying? All of these different polls showing that Trump is beating Joe Biden. People don't like Joe Biden. People are starting to get freaked out. What I found is there are a lot of people who are saying things like, I I, I just want it all to stop and it's not stopping and voting for Biden didn't make it stop and I'm, I'm getting freaked out. What they're doing to Trump is terrifying. That's why I'm like, I wonder if their real goal is to make Trump some kind of authoritarian leader. Like the deep conspiracy is that all of this is fake persecution of Trump to embolden his supporters and to generate support for him. It's crazy, right? You look at the lawlessness, you look at the listlessness of the millennial generation, and it's like this country is falling apart. So, is the real operation to create American nationalism so that we can become a unipolar world once again? Look, man, I don't know. I'm just saying everything they're doing is making Trump stronger, it's freaking people out and making them hate the Democrats. And that's why you end up with former, you know, post liberal individuals or, you know, freedom faction, whatever you want to call it. You end up with people who used to vote Democrat now saying, I'm out. I think we're gonna get a lot more of this in 2024. And they're gonna keep doing crazy things as they burn themselves down. But I guess we'll wait and see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Joe Rogan has slammed San Francisco as being a failed state due to next level crime. And, uh, you know, I had heard this. But I fact checked it when I heard what Joe was talking about. People in San Francisco have begun parking their cars with their windows rolled down and their trunks open because they know you can't leave anything in the car. But it doesn't matter if your windows are rolled up and your trunk is closed. They'll smash your window out anyway, just to be sure. So what do they do by leaving the trunk open? Yeah, they can take a look inside. I ain't got nothing there. When I was growing up, we had uh, my family had a soft top Jeep. And the annoying thing was they would stab it, the the, the criminals would rip the soft top, destroy it to try and get inside what was clearly a vehicle that had nothing of value inside of it. It was a steel box, but they don't care. They're going to look anyway. So with a soft top, you could just literally pop open. You could unzip it, but they're so stupid. They don't care. They'll just stab it and destroy it. You just leave the door unlocked. That's That's Chicago. And now we're here Looking at San Francisco, but the crazy thing is, I don't think people realize how bad it is. Let me let me play this clip for you uh, of Joe Rogan. The worst. Play this. San Francisco is like a. Fa- Actually, I think the audio. I have the I have the audio improperly. I, why is it that I always do this, right? Um, I hope that this is the correct audio. Let's see if this plays. Failed state. San
3: Francisco might as well be Libya. That place is wild. Yeah. People and, the, just sh- in the streets, the crime is next level in San Francisco. It is stupid. next level. Next it level. is stupid. People are parking their cars and leaving their windows rolled down and, and the their, their hatches open. Yeah, because they don't want to get smashed. It yeah. doesn't matter what time of day. Doesn't and it doesn't matter. matter who's around. doesn't matter who's around. No one's stopping anybody from doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy how quick San Francisco because everyone's pulling out of there. Hotels are pulling out like supermarkets yep. or um, uh, chains like Walgreens pulling out. They're like, what ghost town and they're not pumping the brakes on it. I don't know what they do now at this point. What do they do? <laughs> they don't have the resources to fix it now because they've f- up so bad for so long and they, don't have to, they would have to admit that all of their policies sucked. And nobody's gonna do Nobody's that. gonna
0: do that. Yeah, San Francisco is, you know what's funny is we have these, this story of Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah, and, uh, if there's but one righteous man. I'm sorry, dude. San Francisco, man, the United States has way too many Sodoms and Gomorrahs. So uh, I did a fact check here just to pull, pull it up. This is from 2021. Bay Area car break-ins are on the rise, prompting some auto owners to leave their trunks open. I kid you not. I think, uh, do they have, where, where is it? When you, when, you, when you pull it up, they give you a photo of it. Look at this. And then it just plays their stupid little report, whatever. Show me, show me the cars, ABC7. I don't care. Doesn't matter if you have cameras. Ain't nobody going to do nothing about it. So avoiding car break-ins, people just look at this. They just leave their trunks wide open. Now the windows here rolled up, but they leave the trunks open. Isn't that crazy? That's just crazy. It's funny because we used to talk about, remember the time back in the day when you could leave your front door open, you'd have to worry about crime. Now it's basically like leave your front door open because when they come to rob you, at least they won't break the latch. And then you got to worry about a door that can't close. So what? This is the world that is being built. It's the world that we live in. And it's funny that, uh, you know, Joe is like a fairly liberal guy. And he's like socialist leaning in a lot of ways. But here we are now with even Joe Rogan. I shouldn't even say even. Of course, Joe Rogan's calling this out. He left. He's in Texas. During an interview with Gabriel Iglesias on the Joe Rogan experience, the Paris had crime in the city is next level. You know, why I want to talk about this. Not because we need to rehash. The opinions of Joe Rogan, it's that I don't think people actually realize how bad it is, and I I mean this. I've been talking to, uh, I've talked to several people about it. We just sit here, you know. I do. Most of you are not in California or San Francisco. In fact, I'm willing to assume none of you are, but maybe a handful. But I was talking to some people who have traveled recently to California for various uh, reasons. Los Angeles, bad. I lived in L.A. for a couple years, and I talked to some friends, and they're like, "You don't understand." Like, I'm, you don't understand. You you don't know bad the way it is now. And I'm kind of like, man, I I, I want to see it now. Because I'm wondering, how bad could it really be if my friends are saying stuff like this? San Francisco, seeing Joe say this, I don't think people realize how bad it really is. There's video after video after video. There will be like tourists who park their car. And then as soon as they get out and cross the street, people run up, smash the windows and grab their stuff. And they're, they're running back like, stop, stop. There was one video where tourists parked their car and they're running back to their car as people just drive up, smash, grab and go. And no one's going to stop them. Take a look at the shocking photos show bare shelves in CVS store in DC after being routinely ransacked by mob of up to 50 unruly teenagers before and after school. Oh, it's amazing. Remember I talked about this? We used to call these raids and they were really small. In Chicago, kids at the high school would be like, hey, Raid 7-Eleven, Raid 7-Eleven, Raid, 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 230, 230. And then what would happen is they would all go, they would get like 50 kids, and then someone, they would open the double doors, and everyone would run inside and go, ah! Just literally, they would yell and wave their hands around, go, blah, blah, making noise, and then just start grabbing things at random while like having masks up. Nobody could tell who was doing what, and then they would run out and leave. Everybody would have like a couple bucks worth of things, free food, free drinks. Nobody could get in trouble. What are they going to do? How, what are they, they call the cops, cops are like, good luck. I wouldn't do anything about it. Here you go. This is what you get. CV Desolate shelves greet visitors to the CVS in D.C. that is routinely stripped by shoplifting children on their way to and from school. Yo, this is crazy. I think I've been to this this one before. That's it. There's videos people posted walking through the shelves. Nothing. Look, it's like, what, what is that a box of? You got weird products nobody wants. What is this? Power waffles. And the box is ripped open and it's frozen to the back of the freezer. That's crazy. 300 CVS stores closed in 2022, and the chain expects to close another 300 this year before closing another 300 in 2024. The realignment is based on an evaluation of changes in population, consumer buying patterns, future health needs, the company claimed. Thousands more stores across the US have been forced to lock up basic products like toothpaste and deodorant following the spike in shoplifting. Fox 5 was told that street vendors in Columbia Heights are allegedly paying people to go in and steal stuff so they can resell it. Staff at CVS have been alerted that thieves are aware of when new shipments come in, and that's when they target the store. A survey by Capital One Research calculated the stores catch shoplifters roughly 2% of the time, with the average shoplifter being arrested just once in every 100 incidents. You know what, you know what kids used to do back in Chicago? They'd go into the store, and they would, they would take something and drop it in the hood of their friend their friend would not realize as they walked out, they were carrying something that was stolen. And then the other friend would run up and grab it. You know why? Because the person who has it in their hood is acting casually and normally, and they won't get caught. And the person who is actually doing the stealing doesn't have the product on them. It's really funny that I got to be honest. Uh, the stories I've heard about self-checkouts are hilarious. People posting this stuff online. There are posts online where uh, uh, someone someone posted this a long time ago. They said since Walmart and these other places implemented the self-checkout, and they've been rife with errors. And everybody knows this. You go to the self-checkout, and it's like, please return the item to the bagging area. And you're like, I didn't I didn't take it. I didn't take it. And you can't press anything. The screen locks. And you're like, what is going on? And then you take it off. And it's like, please return the item. I'm like, what is happening? There's a, a Weiss by a supermarket. And we just like, do not use self-checkout. We used to do it all the time. But it's just no matter what you do, it gives you problems. So there are people posting online that what they would do is they would just they'd be swiping all the products and then like every fifth product they would just intentionally miss the barcode and put it in as if they didn't realize because what do you do? If you get if someone notices this this didn't get swiped you just go I thought it got swiped sorry. They have just made it infinitely easier to steal but you know what the funny thing is? They don't care. Now the stores obviously care about the shoplifting but what's happening now is As this goes down, the the, the point is, the reason I'm telling you all all these stories, as all of this stuff goes down, there is an outcome that many of these companies are very excited about, and that is the Amazon-style store with no employees, and they don't care about shoplifting. I was at the airport in DCA, and they had an Amazon store in the airport. You walk up, scan your hand, it lets you in, you can take anything you want and walk right out, sensors all over the place, calculating what you bought. When this first came out, I immediately said it would be really easy to steal from this place. And sure enough, it was. And I don't think I've ever revealed exactly how we did. I may have on like a members only episode of TimCast. But because I don't want people to replicate, and it is extremely easy, I haven't I haven't stated that. But when I, my, 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 the comment I got was essentially, oh, we don't care about shoplifting. The amount of money we save by not having a staff means that we can absorb the costs of shoplifting. Can you absorb this? I got to tell you, man, when they make these stores that have no staff and it's just turnstiles, you're going to get 50 kids who are going to jump them, run in, and there's no one to stop them. So build the future you want to build. Good luck. No, for real. It's going to be funny. They're like, we can track your, your, your face and your handprint and your credit card information. Okay, dude. When these kids jump the barricade to get in and you, your computer doesn't know who they are, or they're wearing a mask. That's the funny thing. They'll be wearing a mask or something. They'll walk up, start grabbing stuff, and there's no employees. And then what are you gonna say? We can absorb it. Not when they take everything. Not when they take it all. I love this naivety of like, eh, shoplifting's only a couple percent. And you know, if we fire all our staff, we'll be able to make it. Nah, dude. Your policies are insane. And human beings gonna human being. They will find a way. There was that story I covered the other day of the dudes who registered for the Women's Tech Conference as non-binary, and they're shoving women out of the way, like trying to give their resumes to recruiters. And it wasn't organized. Guys just started doing it. You create an opportunity for exploitation, humans going to exploit. It's what they do. So there you go, man. San Francisco's on the way out. And uh, I think the importance, the reason why, again, why I talk about this, because I've had people tell me like, dude, you don't get it. You don't get how bad it really is. And we've heard these stories, but people keep telling me the videos we see aren't the half of it. And then, of course, you get people like, everything's fine by me. I don't notice anything. And then sure enough, that dude who was like, everything's fine in New York, dead, or in Philly. He said that guy was like, yeah, Philly's doing just fine. There's crime in some areas and it's going down. And then someone murdered him in his own home. I was like, okay, dude. All right. I'm with Joe Rogan on this one. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. A suspect has been arrested in the fatal stabbing of Brooklyn community activist Ryan Carson in an apartment five minutes from where the attack took place. I think it's fair to say they likely got this guy. They knew his first name because a woman on camera is yelling, Brian, Brian, Brian. And uh, a guy named Brian, who matches the description, is the same age is found nearby. There's a lot to break down in this story and give you these updates. We know that this guy, uh, according to his friends, would have viewed this 18-year-old as a victim of the system. And now he's dead. I mean, it's it's horrifying, right? And we have the GoFundMe for this man's girlfriend, $65,000. There are a lot of rumors circulating about what really went down that night, with some even, and I think it's ridiculous, suggesting that the girlfriend ordered a hit on her boyfriend. I really don't think so, guys. But uh, yeah, people are talking about it, and, and, I'll, and I'll break down what they're trying to say. But first, let's give you the, uh, the, the update here. The scary thing is this uh, 18-year-old suspect works at a school. The NYPD has arrested a suspect in the fatal stabbing of Brooklyn community activist Ryan Carson. Brian Dowling, 18, was arrested in an apartment in Bed-Stuy on Thursday morning. Police were looking for the black champion sweatshirt he was wearing when they showed up at the apartment and found him. It is not far from where he was filmed stabbing Carson 32 to death while he waited for a bus with his girlfriend. Stop! I am so sick of this. They're clearly not waiting for a bus. The story makes no sense. They're sitting on the bus bench facing businesses, not the street. It's 3.50 in the morning. And they get up from the bench and walk towards this guy. If your argument or their story is that they're waiting for the bus, that would mean that they got up to confront this guy intentionally. But when they got up to walk from the bus stop, this dude wasn't doing anything. I I just, I can't stand the BS, okay? The BS. They clearly were not waiting for the bus. I don't know what happened, but I'll tell you the likely scenario. They're out at 3.50 in the morning. Apparently, they would just been in a wedding. They were having a conversation about something relating to their lives. So they were hanging out outside and talking. These things happen. I've been there. You're talking with a friend and you're like hanging outside till one in the morning, talking about something serious. Like, look, you know. Jim. We got to kick Jim out of the apartment. He's a bad roommate. Why aren't you talking inside? Because Jim's in there. Something like that. They decide to get up and start walking back when this guy starts fighting and this happens. Now, again, I'll talk to you about the video and the, 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 the rumors. Look, the girlfriends raised $65,000 already. 65K. Okay. All right. Sure. Fine. Whatever. I don't care. You don't, don't donate to him. By all means, go ahead and do it in two days. But this has sparked a bunch of conspiracy theories. Dowling was previously described as emotionally and mentally disturbed. He's understood to work at a a school in Clinton Hill and is so unhinged that his own aunt reported him to police two months ago after he broke his girlfriend's belongings in a fight. Carson spearheaded liberal causes like creating supervised drug injection sites across the city. His girlfriend, according to now locked down social media profiles, was an avid Black Lives Matter activist who, among other remarks, used the cop hating acronym ACAB. Their friends say he would consider his killer the victim of a broken system. Oh, well, because he's insane. And that's why he's dead. I'm sorry, man. He shouldn't have died. These things shouldn't happen. But if you view deranged individuals holding six-inch blades as poor innocent victims, this is what happens. I don't know if you guys have seen the video. But I hope you all understand why it is that police act so quickly. It is not a good thing when a cop kills a guy who is not holding a weapon. But when things like this happen... You need to understand the context, okay? That means if cops do something wrong, they get held accountable. If a cop shoots a guy who's holding a cell phone, take the cop's gun. Now, I mean it. It's funny. I said this before, and people get so mad. They get so bent out of shape. I'm like, dude, if you mistake a cell phone for a weapon, understandable. You're freaking out. Maybe a person who freaks out at the side of the cell phone shouldn't be someone holding a weapon. That's it. You, I, I'm not saying cops shouldn't have guns. I'm saying that one cop, there's got to be some reprimand for killing an innocent person, right? But in a story like this, if some dude's got a knife in his hand, I fully expect the police officers to use whatever force necessary to stop a deranged killer armed with a weapon that can kill you in seconds. People don't understand this. There's we, we talked about the story of the prankster, the YouTuber in Virginia who got shot. And he said, I had to check to make sure I was shot. I didn't know, dude, there are videos and there are stories of people being shot multiple times that they don't stop because getting shot does not mean you're going down. But a single hit to the chest of the knife, it's over, especially how big the knife is. Small bullet, maybe a nine millimeter can cause you serious problems. Devastating can break stuff, rupture stuff. Yeah, we get it. We get it all. They're all dangerous. They're all bad. But a six inch knife right in the heart and there's nothing saving you. I'm sorry. I mean, obviously, if you get shot in the heart, none saving you either. My point is knives. His girlfriend didn't even notice he got stabbed. That's, I think, the reason she doesn't react. So here's what people are saying. Let's let's, let's go right to it. Let's go right to it. She raises 65K, so she doesn't have to work right now so she can properly mourn. And everyone kind of groans and rolls their eyes. When this dude gets stabbed, she doesn't react. They're sitting on a park bench at four in the morning for seemingly no reason, not waiting for a bus because they get up and leave from the bus stop after this guy walks. So the conspiracy theory, again, which I think is silly, is that the guy was, was intentionally there to take out this dude. It's ridiculous. Uh, And the woman, the reason they get up from the bus bench is that she's like, let's go. You can't hear anything, of course, but she says, all right, you know, she puts her hands down and then starts to get up and then the guy gets up with her. The argument they're making is that she knew it was going to happen. I really don't think so. I think what I think, of course, they're going to exploit this to make money. This is what these people do. They're despicable, despicable, evil people who advocate for chaos and destruction and then profit off of it. So, her boyfriend is murdered, and she's like, Can I get money? Can I get money off this? Look, it's being organized by someone else on behalf of her. Okay. She did not set this up. That's another important point. But everybody groans and rolls their eyes as they're all now pushing this stuff. I, look, I don't blame this lady, I disagree with her politics, but we can groan and roll our eyes. She did not organize the GoFundMe. I don't know what she's asking for. But it is cringe when leftists are like, "Let's raise money off something like this." So here's here's where we get to. In this video, after dude, after after dude gets stabbed, I think three times, brutal, brutal murder. She doesn't do anything. She just stands there and she's like putting her hair back and she's like looking down, like go watch him, go watch him, lady. That man just murdered your boyfriend. You see, here's what I think. I don't think this lady planned it. You're ridiculous, man. You watch too much movies, guys. But I'm seeing people tweet about it. They're like, why didn't she react? Why wasn't she freaking out? Because people don't know what stabbings look like. Because she probably didn't realize he's holding a knife. She probably thought he was just pu- being punched. Nope. He was holding his hand like this with the blade going down, and he was slamming into the dude. And then the video ends. Where's the rest of the video? This is an important thing that, 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 that I, I'm wondering about. New York Post released this video. They redacted the initial stabbing, but someone else got a hold of the video showing the stabbing. We need the next five, 10 minutes. We need that full, we need, we need an hour of footage. We need the footage of them walking up and sitting down on the bench so we know how long they were sitting there, not just this minute clip, because I'm willing to bet that a, a, after this video ends and she's just standing there doing nothing, she begins to freak out as her boyfriend starts to die and he's bleeding and she realizes he got stabbed she's probably freaking out. But my point more so has nothing to do with weird conspiracies or hits or anything like that. It's just, for one, I think they're probably breaking up. That, that, that's what I think about this GoFundMe is funny. My my opinion would be that there's a strong possibility they were breaking up. They had just got back from a wedding. It was four in the morning. They're sitting on a park bench talking. She's got her hands covering her face. I don't know, man. You know, it'd be really brutal if they were having like a serious discussion about what their plans were. Are we getting married or not? I mean, is, are we going to do this? What are we doing? And they're having a serious conversation on the streets for him. But they're, 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 the crime that they're, they're the victims of is crime that they advocated for. I'm not literally and directly saying they wanted crime to happen, but they advocate for things that result in this. And now they're the victims of it. The reality of this, of course, they're going to try and make money off it. She didn't. My understanding is it's it's Tammy Marie David who started this, not the girlfriend. But I don't think she's upset she's going to get $65,000. I don't know what percentage it goes to like GoFundMe, like 7% or something for administrative uh, running it. I think it's just an example of people who don't understand reality. They think the world is candy canes, skittles, and rainbows. Oh, but this murderer was a poor victim. There's a video of Joe Biden going viral from 1993 where he's like, I don't care. I don't care if the young man was a victim of the system, was not given a proper chance, had no dad. I don't care if the person who's about to beat my mother, my sister, my friends, my family. I don't care what their upbringing is. That's like, wow, Joe, based. Yeah, I don't care what the dude's upbringing is. He's a murderer. That's it. Of course, all criminals have trauma. Are we going to go back and be like Ted Bundy was a victim of the system? No, people, everyone's a victim of the system if that's the case. And they grow up and do bad things. You have to stop them. And you can't live in this world of candy canes and rainbows where you're like this poor 18-year-old man. If only he had a social worker. Why? So he could stab the social worker or something like this? Dude, come on. That's what I think happened. I think this dude walked up like, you okay, man? You see someone freaking out, screaming and knocking things over. You turn around. You say to your girlfriend, turn around, go walk now. And you slowly start to walk backwards and try and ignore him. I'll tell you what I would do first. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm not saying I'm perfect. When I'm, when I don't sit on park benches at four in the morning in New York city, but you know, it might happen. Cause I mean, come on, who's really expecting something crazy like this to happen, but I'm paying attention. Somebody walks past me. I got to be completely honest. I'm a bit more paranoid than this. I do not like, I, I am not the kind of person who will sit down on a bench and not look up at four in the morning as someone in a hoodie is walking past me. I don't care about your race or gender or whatever. I'm going to be standing up back to the wall most likely somebody like that walks past me. I don't get, I don't make contact. You do your thing, man. I ain't, I ain't got no beef. I'm not going to walk by. I probably would have waited and not immediately started walking 10 feet behind the guy. If I heard the guy knocking things over, I'd immediately be like, come on, let's go. And I'd start walking the other direction. If the dude started yelling at me, I would tell my girlfriend to get in front of me and keep walking And I would watch the shadows and the streetlights to see if he's approaching, listen, but try to avoid making eye contact. And then if I hear him yelling and getting closer, I would tell my girlfriend to to back up, run, and make distance. I'd turn around, take a defensive stance, and start moving backwards. If I saw he had a knife, I'd say, run now. And then I'd probably, as long as I got the guy away from my girlfriend, probably run in a different direction or something. What I mean is, if he's chasing me, I want him to chase me and not my girlfriend in this instance, the dude engaged. I have no idea why he wasn't paying attention. He did. If, if the park bench wasn't, here's the crazy thing. If that bench wasn't there, he would have just run and his girlfriend would have been left standing there. I'm kind of worried about what, have, what would have happened to his girlfriend in that case. In this instance, I don't blame him. I blame the girlfriend. Dude, if a guy's got a knife and he's chasing at you about to murder you, I don't know what you expect to do if your girlfriend is just standing there, just watching it happen. Now nah, this is more. This is not a story about a conspiracy or anything like this. The bigger picture here is people who don't pay attention, have no situational awareness and were raised by snowplow parents. Yeah, I blame his parents. Whatever. I don't know. I just ran on this too much. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Feminism is officially done. It's hereby been decreed. I'm kidding, by the way. But uh, this woman here, a drunk woman who in a viral video was yelling at Germans, is now being called a racist Karen for yelling at Germans. And this story is, uh, I'm sorry, dude, this lady should not have been fired. It's a stupid story, but it is kind of hilarious where we are currently at in society that if a woman, I'll give you the quick version. She's on a train. She's drunk. She thinks two guys hollered at her. So she confronts them. She ends up saying something like, get out of my country or whatever, because they didn't speak English and they were white German guys. They are now calling her a racist Karen because she told Germans to leave the US. And because, I love this, a woman felt harassed, yelled at the guys, and she got fired for it. I'm sorry, dude, like A woman felt harassed and yelled at white straight men and lost her job. Well, okay. I guess that means me too. Feminism, all that stuff is done. Here's the story. And then we'll play the video for you. It's silly. I'll play a little bit. Brianna Pinnock's 30 is fired from her job after the Daily Mail exposed her as the train Karen, who drunkenly told German tourists in New York, New York city to get the F out of my country. I don't care. Daily Beast is calling her racist. (laughs) It's like racist, xenophobic abuse. They're Germans, dude. I love that. I find that hilarious. I mean, like I write, Don't mock Germans, don't mock people for where the country they come from, but like xenophobic. Notice they don't call it racist. She worked as a senior talent acquisition specialist at Capital Rx specializing in tech recruiting, according to her now-deleted LinkedIn. She's since been fired from her position after Capital Rx said they acted immediately and terminated the employee after the clip of her disgusting behavior now went viral. This is stupid, okay? She shouldn't be fired, She should just say, dude, I am sorry for getting drunk, man. And I got to be honest, dude. We, we, We here at Timcast, substantially higher profile than this lady. If somebody who worked for me was filmed on video doing the exact same thing, and then people called me complaining, I would laugh. I'd issue a statement being like, ha, 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 like, dude yes, we are not fans of this kind of behavior. People get drunk in public and these things happen. But what do you want me to do? It's really funny because uh, we have employees and I got, I had someone like tweeting at me being like, your employees lying and posting defamation, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what does that have to do with me? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Like, how dare you tweet opinions? I'm not do anything about it. She was acting aggressive towards a group of young travelers. The crazy thing is her boyfriend was like, I will never speak to you again if you don't stop right now. Here, let me play the bit let me play the video Man, for you.
1: I don't know if that's where I'm gonna do it. Are you are you German? She's hey. so drunk. No, he wait, no, he does. She keeps
0: saying I love you to
1: her boyfriend. No, tell me what the f I'm so fing like. All right, I'm going to pause Breed. it real quick. Do not do oh, this. No, 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 no.
0: She said something like, are you so scared of what you just said? Say it. What did you say? And they're like, you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. Sure.
1: Bree, do not do this. Breed. Do not do this. Breed. Do not do this. You're going to get arrested. I can, I can
0: handle my own. Oh, that's funny. He's like, Bree, don't do this. You're going to get arrested. And she says, I can handle my own. Twenty
1: twenty-three. Bree, please what stop this, Bree. stop
0: way. this or I'm, I'm never going to talk women. to you again.
1: I love Stop you, this! Baby. I'm never gonna talk to you again. Listen to me right now. Maybe Go sit know. down right now. I'm never gonna talk to you again. Listen <laughs> to me right now. F- he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. Listen he to me right did, now. No, he's not. He's not. Just he listen he to he's, he he's, 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 he he's not. He's not. He's not. He's I not. Listen. He's not. He's not. He's not. He was not talking to me. Listen
0: to me. So she thinks he said something disparaging to her, and she's calling him out for it. She's drunk, but it's funny how. We're at a point, ladies and gentlemen, where she lost her job for this. You know where we'd be 10 years ago? The German tourists would be would be accused of me tooing sexism or otherwise. And the dude and the boyfriend is like, please stop. Because he knows, he knows they're going to get filmed. It's going to go on the internet. And then they're all going to get roasted for it.
1: I nah, Listen to it. me. Listen to yeah, me right now. Listen to
0: yeah, me right now, okay? I love you. I get it, but just go to the police. Please do
1: not do this. What did he say? I think he said just go to the police. You say. Do not do this. He didn't say anything. He did not say
0: anything. No, I don't think he said they that. He didn't say, did say anything.
1: He did not say anything. He's having a personal conversation with his place. He did not say anything. Please listen to me right now.
0: Okay, so I I just got to say it again, right? We'll we'll, we'll play through the rest of it. I think the video is mostly like uh, uneventful after this, but it is now 2023 and it's a video of two white men accused of hollering or saying, you know, like saying something to this woman and she's upset about it. She loses her job. I just want you, I just want you to recognize that, right? Can you believe it? It's the straight white men who are being defended here.
1: They're laughing at her. Immigrant.
2: So I'm an immigrant.
0: You know, I'm an immigrant
1: too. You know that, <laughs> now he's right? like, I'm an immigrant. She's so hey. gross. <laughs> 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 Thank you! Give me a right hook right now. Let me know what you got. No, hit me with a right hook. Let me know
0: what you got. What is this? <laughs> She's so wasted. She's laughing. She's goofing off. I don't think she was like super serious. Oh! Oh, she slapped, oh. The slapped me. The guy said slap me. How about you get the f
1: out of our country? Do not. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. There it is. Whoa! That's yours.
2: Why'd that come? Oh, you don't don't let the f? Why'd you let her come? Oh, get off to the next topic. Why'd I let her come?
0: Oh, dude, I feel bad for a boyfriend He's probably it's not so embarrassed.
1: Okay. No, what saying is this
2: thing about? It's okay.
1: not okay. I love you. But.
0: All right. All right. All right. What a waste of all of our time. Hey, happy Friday, everybody, dude. She's like, did you hear what they said to me? Nobody cares. Sorry, lady. Affluent white female liberals. You ain't got it no more. That's the crazy thing. Dude, if this was 10 years ago, they'd be like a woman was vulnerable and was accosted on a train by two white straight men And then, you know, everyone made fun of her and stuff like that. They'd make fun of her boyfriend. They'd be like, did you see how after she was accosted, the boyfriend protected the assailants? Maybe not. But this is the this is where we're currently at. We're we're in this like media death spiral where they're so desperate for some kind of Karen moment. Everybody wants it. We have begun to immediately assume the angry woman on camera is a Karen. Meaning she's unjustly yelling at people to the point where the Daily Beast called her a racist for saying that German tourists should leave the country. Should you tell German tourists, get out of our country? No, I think that's crass. But it's like they're citizens. They said they were from Germany. But it's just quite amazing when you lose the Daily Beast. A white liberal woman in, in New Jersey going to Penn Station was, I don't know, by her own accord or whatever, hollered at or harassed. And she is not the victim. That's kind of amazing. But I think this is uh, uh, indicative of a sickness we have in this culture. Why did she get fired? This is the real question. The whole thing is stupid. I find it to be quite humorous. Everybody laughs. Oh man, this lady's so drunk. She is wasted. Why did she lose her job? Why did they fire her for this? I don't get it. It is not at work, it's not about work. The company said, our company has a zero-tolerance policy around prejudicial or discriminatory behavior. After conducting a review of the circumstances, we acted immediately and terminated the employee in question. Dude, that's insane. The former employee's actions and words are not representative of capital RX, and we offer our sincerest apology to those who were hurt. Pinnix has a bachelor's in communications and media studies from May. I want to hear what she has to say. I mean, she was wasted, so I don't even know. But I want to hear... What she claims happened. The the recruiter is described as being an absolute pleasure. I was raving about it to friends and previous co-workers. She's incredibly knowledgeable and so personable. Pinnock's declined an interview request to explain her perspective and to provide context on the situation. She should. Uh, she probably should, dude. She appears drunk, towering over a group of tourists, saying, Are you German? What did you say? Tell me what you said. Pinnox becomes increasingly aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it, we get it, we get it. I kind of uh, uh I, I kind of assume you know, look, don't get drunk and don't start yelling at people. But I'm like, I'm not immediately going to. This is kind of crazy. They're posting all these photos of her. This is so nuts. How everyone just becomes a public figure? I'm kind of just assuming it. There were words. Dude said something. She got mad. She's drunk. This stuff happens all the time. It's crazy that this resulted in are getting fired. Anyway, welcome to your garbage viral drama moment that I recorded on. I'll leave it there. Next segment is a uh, uh, wow. It's Friday which means the Miami live event is on. Check it out on the front page of timcast.com. We'll see you all there.
3: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.